Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back in Coeur d'Alene for the third year in a row, presenting over 20 expert speakers on all things social media. Be sure to visit smwcda.com for more information on Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle. Today, we will discuss challenges small businesses face with social distancing and government-ordered shutdowns as well as potential solutions to overcome the challenges. This episode is not about business as usual, but rather business survival in a COVID-19 world. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome to the Business Buffet. My name is Ed, and with me is my friend and podcast partner, Phil. Back in Main Dish episode 25, Phil and I discussed how business owners need to be open to change to survive in an ever-changing world. To remind you, we opened the show with, in the 80s, it was desktop computers. In the 90s, It was the World Wide Web. In the 2000s, we saw a surge in telecommuting and home-based businesses. And in the 2010s, mobile applications took the market by storm. These were all things business people resisted. What are the changes business people are facing today? And what is the cost of resisting them? Phil, back in episode 25, we discussed the technological issue that Iowa went through with their presidential primary election, if you can remember that one. Mm -hmm. If you remember, the ordeal was a national embarrassment with a new vote counting app failing in a very public fashion. We used that experience to launch into a discussion on the importance of embracing change in business. In the last 118 days, the world has gone through another change one with forced shutdowns and social distancing. What sort of challenges do you see businesses facing today? Well, hi, Ed. Uh, So the first thing that comes to mind is the really not knowing, the the fear of the unknown. (laughs) We're all watching the news. We're all trying to figure this out. We want to be ahead of the curve. We want to know what's coming. And we watch the news, but I don't know about you. I don't know what I can believe and what I, what I, what I shouldn't believe. Ain't that the truth? You know? And so at that point, if I don't really have any trust in, in knowing that answer, what to believe or what not to believe, I don't listen. And it's hard because, well, if I digress a little bit. It's not that hard because my life really hasn't changed all that much, but I'm recognizing that most around me, most around us, it has changed. And so 
how do you how do you navigate those um, the data points when you don't trust the data points? So I think the fear of the unknown is the first thing that comes to mind. Well, definitely fear. Uh, uh, you know, unemployment. Mm. You know, so many people are unemployed. I mean, you hear about the horror stories. Knock on wood, I'm not struggling with this, but the horror stories of people who filed for unemployment. Here we are weeks later. I know people who still haven't received their first check. I mean, we're three months into the shutdown, and these people who are counting on unemployment, they don't even have that money. How can they possibly shop at your business yeah. if they don't have an income? It, it's funny because, you know, we last uh, Thursday had talked to Tom O'Keefe, and he actually mentioned in, in the interview that he and his wife will go, they make it a point of going out and shopping locally. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great point. Yeah, it was, and, and he says, tip, you know, tip, 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 right? But not everybody can do that. And there are other challenges. Even if you can do that, some of the places you go and, and shop at don't have the supplies. They don't, they don't have, well, how about meat? I, I went and bought a steak the other day. I went, I went we were going to have for Mother's Day a couple weeks ago, filet mignon. It called for four small filet steaks. They wanted to only sell me two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm like, but the recipe calls for four. Yeah, but see, somebody my size, we walk in, it's like, yes, sir, you can have all you want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but so I, I got two larger pieces, and we can make the four out of it. Regardless, these are things that affect us all the time, every day, because we just don't know what we don't know. Well, and we also have those employees who are fortunate enough to still have a job. Mm -hmm. They don't have childcare. Their no. kids aren't in school. It's a ripple what, effect. What, what are you going to do with your kids? So now they can't work. They have to stay at home. Now they're income has come down. I mean, what we're, what we're looking at here is people just don't have the money right now. There's a lot of people with financial resource strain and expecting them to frequent your business. It's asking it, a lot. It's asking a ton. Yeah. They just don't have it. I mean, networking shutdowns, you know, I think about how important networking it is to my business. I'm sure it's the same to you. I got to talk to people. Right, exactly. In fact, uh, I had this conversation multiple times within the last week, week and a half, on people in my industry, social media. They Many work from home, but they count on working in coffee shops to get the social part of that. I don't, I don't like it, okay? That's, but that's me. But people that actually need that and you and I would both agree, we do need face-to-face -face at some point. But when I'm heads down working, I don't want the distractions. I don't want the, the coffee shop noise. I don't want the ambiance. I don't want anything. I want to be in my corner, and I want to knock it out. But there are people that count on that. Now what are they supposed to do, right? They can't go to the, to the coffee shop. Right. I, tried to, I tried to meet a friend for coffee last Friday. You know, in Iowa, in Idaho, we're open. It seems like we're open almost normal, doesn't it? It almost, yeah. except the coffee shops still don't have sit-down seating. Right. So we, I met a friend for coffee. We wound up sitting in my car and drinking coffee. You know, in my business, I use that networking time, not just for grown-up time. I mean, I love my wife dearly. I love my dogs dearly. But in my business, I really could sit at home forever. I, I've got plenty of customers. Business is great, knock on wood. But if, if I don't get out and be seen... A, I go crazy because I need... I remember you saying that actually at one of our networking lunches is if I don't get out, I go nuts. I go crazy. Yeah. But then also, it's uh, it's a reputation management thing. 
just being seen in the community. Here's the benefit of being in a smaller community. You know, I moved here from Oregon, from Portland, Oregon. And I moved to Portland from San Jose, California. So I went from mega to big to now tiny. Right. Uh, you know, here, everybody knows everybody by names. You know, I walk into my favorite coffee shops. It, it's like, cheers. Ed, you want your regular? That's not what I heard. They say, oh, my God. Well, yeah, it depends on which coffee I shop you go to. I think you're elaborating a little bit on the Those truth. ones that have the free buffets. I mean, that, <laughs> that's just a bad move. <laughs> yeah. You know, I walk into a Chinese buffet and the owner comes out. You've too fat. You go home. You Heat up the other soup. Ed's here. <laughs> Turn on the other grill. <laughs> but, you know, I count on that marketing exposure. I mean, we go to the Innovation Collective, and I like to spend at least two days a week there um, just working. Right. So whether I'm meeting with anybody or not, I just work. And what happens? People walk by. Hey, Ed, how you doing? I got That's a right. question for you. My whole marketing approach is giving. I mean, Bob Berg is a big influence to the giver, the go-giver, mm-hmm. big influence on my business model. I can't do that now because the coffee shops are closed. Innovation Collective is open, so I can do that. Right. But the other coffee shops that I frequent, you know, Thomas Hammer on 95 is very important to me. It's, yeah. I'm, you know, a lot of people from my church, a lot yep. of people from my community activities, they go to these coffee shops, and, and that's where I run into them. I don't, I don't think to call them. They don't think to call me, but we get a lot of business done in the coffee shops. And I, I know you, our business listeners, are struggling with these exact same things. You've got a clientele that has less money that they can use. You're struggling to get your suppliers to ship you goods that you can sell. Your, your shelves are getting empty. The fear of the unknown. We've got so much conflicting information. This last weekend, this last week in Minnesota, uh, just devastating. Uh, still going on. Still going on. Yeah. Buildings being burned, people being shot. This is this is like fire and brimstone. We are living in a very, very, very different time right now. Very different time. But I don't think that it's all bad. Well, I hesitate to say that, but I don't think it's all bad. It is kind of how you look at things though, isn't it? It is. It is. Right now, we're going to take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor. At F1 for Help, we have made it very convenient for our customers for the last 20 years. We have a storefront for our walk-in clients and for problems that can only be resolved at your residence or place of business, we will come to you. And as long as your internet connection is working reasonably fast and with your permission, We have remote control utilities that allow us to connect to your computer and work on it from our office. Sometimes a quick peek is all it takes to get you and your computer back up and running. For more information or to get started, visit our website at www.f1forhelp.net or give us a call at 208-687-0183. That's 208-687-0183. At F1 for Help, we are fond of saying, we clean windows, but we're not janitors. Phil, the the sponsor break highlights something a small business owner can do to help their situation. They can reach out to new marketing opportunities like podcasting and support a good program and gain new exposure for their business. Boy, I 
can't agree with you more. And honestly, when we're going through challenges like this, by the way, there are always challenges that small businesses are encountering. It may not be the magnitude of what we're going through right now. It could be micro challenges and it's how you handle the challenges, right? And so right now we're going through a very major challenge. It, not for everybody. Some people are more busy, but that's a challenge in and of itself. But going through challenges teaches you how to handle challenges. What do you do in adversity? So a business that's struggling with what, what's going on right now, why not look? We had a, gosh, was it last week, the week before, we did an episode on things that you can do to separate yourself from your competition. Exactly. Okay. So all of these things we're giving our listeners are things to think about. Will they use every single one? No. No, you can't. You, you pick the ones that resonate with you and you start growing and evolving to make that separation or to set yourself up when these challenges do confront you, you are able to then pivot because you've already planned for that. And you don't want to plan for the worst, but you want to be prepared for the worst. Well, you know, and I'll, I'm going to use this episode as an example. Usually we start our podcasts with our general chit-chat and our jovial back and forth. Banter. And times are serious. You know, I felt the urgency to get into this subject. We we outlined the problems that you're facing. And, and I purposely left the general chit-chat to the second half because I think it's in the breath we take that the solution lies. Okay, it might sound like a selfless plug. Advertise on podcasts. This is a podcast. No, don't do our pl- podcast. Do find somebody a, else's. Yeah, find a right. podcast that resonates with your target customers. But take a breath. It is not all lost unless maybe you own an auto zone in Minneapolis. But besides that, mm. <laughs> your small business shouldn't laugh. located in middle America or general America, it has opportunities abound. Before the break, we were talking about challenges small businesses face now in a COVID-19 world. Phil, let's talk about some solutions or at least potential solutions. Honestly, some of the things are completely out of our control, right? They are. Uh, I think we should not dwell on those things that are out of our control. And by the way, this is a this should be a culture and a paradigm that you live with. I, I, it just you cannot put energy into those things that you can't control. I understand if you're particular if you have a landscaping job and it's spring and you've got things ready to go, and then when you're hit with a big snowstorm, yeah, that affects you. But you should know with the apps and technology that we have, you should be pretty aware of that coming and plan for it. Those things that we can't control, you've got to just put those aside and don't put energy. Acknowledge, but don't put energy in. Put energy into those things that you can control. It's it's very funny. So I listened to, just today, uh, a podcast that included Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, played for the Yankees. And he's now a big business guy, doing really well. The question was, what have you done uh, working with your brands in this business through all of this mayhem, uncertainty? And he said, Joe Torrey, who was my manager in New York, during a rain delay, he looked at me and he said, you know, some players will go and grab a burger and slice a pizza and play video games during a rain delay. Those that are winners will be on the bike keeping warm so that when that rain delay is over, they're ready 
They don't have to rewarm back up. And they kill it then, right? I mean, they are ready to go. He said, that's how I'm looking at this whole situation. I'm looking at it as a long rain delay. I thought that was really well put. And so what are you doing during this rain delay to help so that when you're ready to open and you're ready to go out, you're hitting the street running, right? That's right. I, you know, I, for one, I refuse to look at life as something that is out of my control. So I instead look for ways to succeed no matter what is thrown at me. To quote Winston Churchill, <laughs> bring my history in here. I love history. Yeah. Did I ever tell you Go I love it. history? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> almost as much as... Politics. No. Yeah. Uh, and almost as much as... Food. Barbecue, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Winston Churchill, he, he went to, a, to an all-boys school. This was during World War II when Britain is being bombed into oblivion, and, and he gave this speech. Never, 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 ever give up. Okay, honestly, there were a few more nevers in the original quote, but... I think we get the point. I wanted to give you a bat beat, back beat when you were doing that. No matter what the odds that are stacked against us, and I think we can agree Britain was in dire straits when Churchill made that quote, we need to keep fighting to survive. So, Phil, let's talk about solutions. What can a business owner do to overcome COVID-19-induced challenges? Well, I'm going to share something right now. Uh, I like options. I don't, I don't like to not have options and go ahead. Well, me too. I mean, like today we're going to go to Texas roadhouse uh, and I'm going to have a ribeye steak. And then the options are, do I want salad or soup or all, you know, baked potato, mashed potato, fries. I like options too. So that's a great, that's a great way of putting it. You have something in front of you. You have options to choose what we do. We have our businesses. But when, some, when something outside, an outside force affects that, we have other things that we can do. I don't know about you, Ed, but I have had multiple revenue streams almost my entire career. I have a cleaning company, but I'm always also doing this. In fact, I opened my cleaning company way back in the 80s, early 90s, late 80s. I, I worked a full-time job at a lumberyard. So after that, I went, to do office cleaning. So you can create side hustle things and that does a number that that's a number of very good point. Oh yeah. So not only that, and yes, you can get tired, but you keep your skills up, right? You're not just a one trick pony. I know it's great to be an expert in one thing, but what happens when that one thing is taken away out of your control? You're dead in the water. So it's my belief you should always have multiple baskets going with little eggs in all the baskets, not to bring up food again, but I well, digress. You know, but, but that's perfect. That's, that's a great example. We should be willing to do anything to feed our family. If our business has to be shut down now because COVID-19 does not allow us to operate, then we got to go do something else. I, I once said that, honestly, I'm going to work forever. Uh, it doesn't matter yeah, whether I'm, me. I'm doing what I'm doing or I'm out sweeping streets. I'm going to work because sitting at home accomplishes nothing. It gets me nowhere. If I'm out at least sweeping streets, somebody's going to see me. There's a networking opportunity. I think a side hustle is a great idea. So, And, and with that said, by the way, uh, back to the if we're not growing, we're dying, right? That's the definition. But uh, I even 
like a couple, three years ago, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a car that for when Shelly's out of town, I can still be making money outside of my own company. I started driving for Lyft and Uber. All of a sudden, Uber Eats. Do I do it every day? Do I do it every month? No, I haven't got the time, but I have the pos- I have the ability should that come around. This thing hits. I was ready to go. I haven't needed to. DoorDash, all of those delivery services. I mean, come on. That is, this is a perfect time to be set up for that. Target rich environment. Oh my goodness. So look, look, just keep your eyes open. Don't have a narrow vision. Go wide. If you're, if it's outside of your comfort zone, great. Now you're growing. I didn't feel comfortable the first time I did a Lyft or an Uber ride, but I got very good at it. Now people call me, Hey, can you dream me the airport? How much do you charge? In you know, fact, you're on our speed dial. I, I know. You're my Uber. <laughs> and so, Wait a and, but that's that okay. came out wrong. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> well you know, so yeah, the side hustle. What about shift your product or service offering to something to help the effort? I mean, if you can't make money right now, you can make yourself feel better. I, I always like to look at the self, look at the emotional well-being. Depression is a business killer. I can't tell you the number of friends that I have that went out of business because they just lost the energy. And in a time like now where the government's coming down on you, people are cracking down on you, sometimes you just need to feel good about yourself. You know, depression in itself is bad. It is. And you, and you do what you, almost whatever you have to do. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, drink and all that to get out of it. No, no. I'm no. saying do healthy things to stay out of depression. That's right. You know, if your employees are struggling with childcare, why don't you offer in-business childcare? Oh, that's a great idea. You know, allow them to bring their kids to the office Figure out a way. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a job share. Maybe, you know, this employee is going to be dealing with the kids on Tuesday and and this one's going to do it on Wednesday. No, you're not a licensed child care, but your employees can at least come into the office. There's a safe place for their kids to be and you can get some productivity out of them. I might might also mention, uh, wasn't it, it, I want to say it's Ford. Was it Ford that changed their manufacturing? Oh yeah, they completely revamped. To to do the... uh, the ventilators. Ventilators, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> come on, this is a car manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Saw a need. Also saw that people aren't going to be buying cars. You know, who knows how long this uh, economic downturn could take. We don't know. I, again, I like to look things at positive. But my favorite, my absolute favorite, distilleries. They weren't able to make alcohol, but they were very easily able to make Hand sanitizer. Yeah, right. What a great idea. Man, it, the, the cost of changing over is practically nothing. And, and you're a hero. And you were totally a hero. You feel good about it. You're basically making the same product with a few gl- little bit of glycerin added into it. Right. But by the way, you're still staying in business. You're creating revenue. You're helping, you're helping the world. You're helping your community. You're also engaging your employees in a That's solution-based right. business. Yeah. You're giving your employees that emotional bank account, that emotional deposit. So they're helping the people who are on the front line. Oh, I agree. You know, for the businesses where you're struggling to get enough goods to actually sell in your retail establishment, you got empty shelf space, clear out the shelves, 
Put on some consignment sales of your local artists. Oh, what a great idea. Reach out into your community. Find those artists that are struggling themselves. Get the art into your store. Offer a way to sell consignment, their, infer- their, their product, their art piece. And, and that's, again, a win-win. It is. And you're creating, by the way, creating a new relationship with a, with a local artist. That's a relationship. Where do you think they're going to shop? That's it. <laughs> I mean, this is not this is not like uh, super uh, over the edge thinking. No, and it's not just the artists that are going to be looking at you. It's the community that's going to come yeah. to your store and say, "Wow, okay, yeah, you you used to sell gift cards, but you you turned this backspace into an art consignment center. Still gift cards, but made by local artists. That's maybe. right. So I mean, you, come on, you build affinity, you help the community, you you utilize the space better, so your cost per square foot on acquisition and and uh, operation is still remaining in a in a viable position you still got the opportunity go out and get another job go ahead and get that second job you know it it it's a lot of hours but what's the alternative and and you have to realize that there is one thing you can control whether you can work harder than someone else and if you work harder than someone else you'll come out ahead so if you're but there's so, so many people going for those other jobs. Pick one that needs needs an, an employee that nobody wants to do. And you know what? Sometimes it might be scrubbing a toilet or sweeping the street or may whatever. Not, it may not be glorious. Nope. But it's going to put food on the table and it's going to keep you moving and keep you uh, engaged with well, everything. It's also going to keep you on top of your expenses. The biggest challenge with something like this. Now, you know, I went through the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake, and that just devastated the entire central coast of California, my town especially, then Santa Cruz, where I lived at the time. Businesses couldn't operate. So they're shut down for months on end. They've got no income. The biggest challenge was the comeback, getting out of the debt that they had incurred while their business was shut down. So you go take that second job. You keep ahead of your expenses. You offer that consignment space. You keep your employees working and engaged by providing in-business child care solutions. You are staying ahead of the expense chain. So when this whole thing ends and business does snap back, I believe we are going to snap back. Oh, there's no question. So when it does snap back, you're already ahead of the expense curve. Maybe, Maybe you just broke even. Or maybe you're just a little bit behind. You won't be anywhere near as far behind as you would have been had you done nothing. And, you know, when we talk about staying optimistic, I'm not, I'm not, and I know you're not saying this, we have to be realist. But if you're aiming for a certain point and miss it by a little bit, you know, you, you still are up you're there. Still ahead. But if you, if you aim low and, and hit it, you're still below, right? My, my point is, if you can stay positive What's the worst thing that can happen? Something doesn't go your way. Yeah. If you, if you don't try, you're guaranteed to fail. Exactly. Exactly. So just stay positive. Keep going. You got a quote of the day for us? I do. And you know, I also wanted to say next week is going to be kind of a special week. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we, I'm gonna, we're not going to unveil anything now, but definitely yeah. want to tune in next week. We I'm have looking a, forward to kind of a flavor <laughs> we've got a number of that we've announcements next week and we have a really fun episode to unveil uh to you uh next week but my quote of the day this week 
Things turn out best for people who make the best of the way things turn out. Is that not what we were just talking about? Uh, that's anonymous. I never met anonymous, but there you go. Is social media driving you crazy with all the changes? Learn from over 20 speakers at Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene as they present their social media expertise at the Croc Center in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, September 21st to the 23rd. For more information or to reserve your seat today, visit smwcda.com. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.